God bless. It's good to be here today. Welcome, my dear friend, Ben Day. Let's give an off, a clap offering to my dearest friend. And Naris, his wonderful partner. We, God bless you today. You're welcome. Both of you are welcome. It's good to have you in the house. And any visitors today, anyone here for the first time? We're going to put the spoiler. You're welcome. God bless you. I pray you, amen. I pray you have a good experience today, amen. We've got a few, a few items on the, on the agenda for this morning. Culminating, I had a call last night, said uh, someone wants to get baptized today. So we've set the baptismal font ready and we're good to go. Uh, have a few words to drop into your spirit today to encourage you, praise God. I was orig- originally not going to transmit this message this morning because sometimes when you give a message, it's open to translation and people some misconstrue the word of God. But from great demand, I've had many phone calls, people saying, is it not going to be streamed, this or that? And so I said, okay, let's, let's stream it. We get, we'll put it out there. Maybe um, I sort of smoothen some of the rough edges of the message and just get it out there. But praise the Lord. I pray this will be a base for, as you look ahead for 2024, that God's going to bless you. The theme, the title for this message today is Your Colours... Your true colors shine through. Your true colors are coming through and shining through, praise. So that's the theme for the message. And I've got two of my readers again to come up to the front to read the, um, the scripture reference for today. So who are they? Is it uh, Stephanie and Raphael? Just come to the front. Let's give a clap offering, praise God. And make them feel comfortable. Because sometimes it's daunting when people stand here looking at you, looking at them, when you're looking at me, looking at you. It's sometimes frightening for some people, so I want to encourage them, praise God. So we have the, the, the epistle to be read first. I think Stephanie's going to read that first, and then we're going to have the reading of the second part. So just be open today. Have an experience with God. It's a season of, of joy, of blessing, and just hand over to Stephanie. So scary up here. <laughs> All right, thanks. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Jesus Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Lovely. And Raphael. Jesus said to her, oh, it's John 4, 21 to 26. Uh, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who, I who speak to you am he. Thank God for the readings. God bless you. Wonderful. Both wonderful. God bless. Praise the Lord. Amen. Interesting. In fact, Jesus made a statement in that reading of the Gospel of John. He said, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews You worship what you do not know. And somewhere it reflects religion. We're always trying to know God and know about God. Even this season, we're celebrating. But I can assure you, 
go down the highways, go down the byways, ask people, what's this season about? They've got no clue what it's about because it's been sideswiped and it's been hijacked. The point has been completely missed. What is this really all about? What is happening? And I gave a message yesterday about, he said, for the volume of the books I come, and you have a prayer the body for me. And it's pointing to this season, what this is all about. And I concluded just to say that we must become the body that God prepares for Christ to dwell and be enthroned in. We must be that body. Then when people see us, we must become transparent, see who is in us who's greater than we are. And for too long, humanity has tried to make God look like humanity. And up to a certain extent, God concedes to that and comes and reflects what, how we look without being sinful. But ultimately, I don't want God to look like me. I want to look like God. It's a, it's a raw deal. He came, identified with us, that ultimately we can identify with him. He resembled us that we can resemble him. And oftentimes people argue of the appearance of Jesus, how he looked, and oftentimes what color he was, and how did he reflect himself in the world. And I want to clarify things from the biblical narrative perspective, the color of Jesus. What color was he? Because if you look through a Western lens, you're going to see him blonde hair, blue eyes. If you speak to Greeks, they say he was Greek because the scripture says, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. Everyone lays claim, wants exclusivity to how he looked. He has to look like me. And if God has to look like me, I have failed. I'm hopeless and helpless if he looks like me because I'm limited. He's limited, but in, in a sense, he transforms, he transcends our limitations. He limits himself to make us unlimited to look to him and to follow his leading prayer. I wish I'm speaking to someone today. Hallelujah. And, I would, and, and it's about maturity. When we start arguing about the appearance of Jesus, we've lost the whole point. When we start laying claim what color, what, what, how he looks, how he reflects, we have lost the point. We are no longer spiritual. We have become carnal and we have, we have fed into the philosophy and culture and the ideology of racism and discrimination. I wish I'm speaking to someone today. In the first century, there was, a, there was an epistle written by a guy called Lentulus. And he was, uh, it was in Latin. And it was at the time when Jesus was even himself. He was ministering. And he described how Jesus, his appearance, how he looked. I have the epistle here, but I'm not going to actually read it because it's quite lengthy. And it says something about how he looked. And everyone wants to know how he looks. Praise God. But Jesus says to the woman, you worship what you do not know. He says to the Samaritan woman, you worship what you do not know. Praise God. And importantly, we need to have that, we need to not speak about him, know about him. We need to know him and the power of his might, praise God. And if we really want to see through the lens of the Spirit, we'll clearly see how Jesus looked and what his colors were. Because our true colors shine through, not our appearance, our character reveals our color. And I want to just qualify these things because when they were accusing Jesus of many things, they put a label on him that was in some sense look, was derogatory in the context of how they were speaking about him. They said to him, did we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? 
Because to call someone a Samaritan in that day, which was a hybrid, a mixture of the Assyrian Empire and the Jewish people, a mixture, it will seem an insult. It was degrading someone to call them a Samaritan. I wish I'm speaking to someone. And Jesus responded, and he did not address the accusation that he was a Samaritan. He said, I do not have a demon. But he didn't negate the fact that he was a Samaritan because he came to identify with every nation. And ultimately comes to the point in the Gospel of Luke to the part when they ask him, who is my neighbor? And he gave them the parable of the good Samaritan. I wish I'm... And he said that a priest passed by when the man left Jericho Road and was afflicted by thieves and nearly killed. And the priest passed by, didn't, didn't acknowledge him, didn't go to meet him at his need. Then he said the Levite passed the same way. People who were respected in their community, who were expected to show compassion and meet the needs of the people. That's what they were set up by God to do. But they overlooked that because it was about them and it wasn't about the needs of the community. And yet a Samaritan passed by who was the enemy of the man who was afflicted. And he looked at him and it's the scripture says he had compassion. And the ones you don't want to look like are the ones that God loves sometimes. The ones you want to disassociate with, that's the, whom the Lord commends and lifts up. Amen. Hallelujah. And he, when he poured wine and oil in, on his wombs, it cost him to have compassion because there's a price tag to compassion. And this is what this season is about. The compassion of God coming, the Samaritan. The one they down, look down upon. The one they despise. That's whom God always identifies with. I wish I'm speaking to someone today. Hallelujah. And then he concludes. adds insult to injury to them. Challenges them. And he says, who was a neighbor? And they responded. They said, probably they didn't want, you know, they were choking. They said, the one who showed mercy. He said, you go and do like, wow, you go and do likewise. The one you look down upon, the one you do not respect, the one you want to disassociate with, the one you have bad feelings about. Go and be like that one that you don't like, that you don't want to look like, because that's the one that looks like what God wants. So when we start these debates and arguments about the appearance of Jesus, we're no longer spiritual. You can forget about God condoning or accepting or, or embracing that argument. Paul made this statement in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And brethren, could, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as, as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Why? Let me just leave it. Why did Paul make that statement to the Corinthian church? Yeah? Because the Corinth, they wanted to make exclusive claims as to how God should be reflected in the world. And they lost the point. And verse 2 says this, watch this. I fed you with milk and not with solids. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, verse 3. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? And he says in verse 4, For when one says, I am this culture, Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, something else, are you not carnal? 
It's about, in our sense, allowing God to permeate us and help us transcend the human limitation. Because when we start behaving in a way, I am better than you, we've lost the whole point. God is the God of all nations in spite of, of nationality, in spite of appearance. He's the same God to the Greeks as he is to the Europeans, as he is to the Africans, as he is to the, 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 the Eastern Europe. Whatever you can, culture you are, whether you're Chinese, Japanese, English, Greek, whatever, American, whatever you are, God is the same God to all people. And he's not partial. He doesn't put one before the other. And this is what this season is all about, bringing unity into humanity. It's not what's yours and what's mine. It's what's us. It's us, not them. And that's what the gospel is about. Oh. Hallelujah. What is the color? Hallelujah. Martin Luther King fought against this this distorted, um, ungodly kind of way of behavior. Martin Luther King Jr. through the civil rights movement. And he made this statement when he had a dream. That's the dream he had to look through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And when we look through the lens of the Holy Spirit, you cannot differentiate any nationality, any person, any background, any status in life. Everyone you love, everyone in spite and not because I don't love you because you're useful to me or how I can use you. I love you because that's what's flowing in me. Love. When you have Christ, love flows like a mighty river through each one of us and overflows and permeates the world and can bring a change because the the change has to come through us. Amen. And if we can just accept Jesus on his terms, not my terms, on his unconditional love and not my conditional, then it changes everything, praise God. Martin Luther King made this statement. He says, I have a dream that my four little children one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the contents of their character. I don't care what nationality you are. What's your character? What's the color of your character? You see, Ukraine now have their flag, blue and gold, yellow. They say the color of freedom. No, the color of freedom is Jesus Christ because even in that color, you are discriminating and you are coming against other nations. The color of love, the color of freedom, the color of freedom is compassion. The color of freedom is when we were hungry, I fed you. The color of Jesus is mercy. The color of the color of freedom is forgiveness. The color of Jesus is sacrifice. That's the color we're talking about. Hallelujah. And so he says this. I have a dream that one day in Alabama, with the vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. That's the color of freedom. Hallelujah. Hi Selassie made this statement that my, uh, um, the, the the reggae singer, Bob Marley, thank you, uh, wrote a song called War. And this is what Haiselassie said. Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally um, permanent, permanently discriminated and abandoned, everywhere is war. 
He says, and until there are no longer first-class and second-class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes, and until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race, there is war. And until that day, the dream of lasting peace, world citizenship, rule of international morality will remain but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained. Now everywhere is war. Look around you. And we've got to come back to Christ. And that's what I read the second reading, the first reading, uh, Stephanie wonderfully read. There is no Jew and there is no Greek. There is no bond and there is no free. There is no male and there is no female. All are one in Christ. And if you want to measure the level of your spirituality, look through that lens of the spirit. When you start saying, this is what Jesus is, this is what God is, this is all these things, I can tell you, we've lost the point. We are no longer spiritual. We are carnal. And we don't have the right to speak about God because we cannot represent him because that's not a representation of God. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Praise God. If I'm offending someone, I make no apologies. Because all these arguments are entwined with religion and do not serve a purpose but divide and segregate people. This is what it's all about. And this is the philosophy of the world. What the world is trying to do, infiltrate even the churches and even the Christian gospel. This is why we had apartheid in South Africa, because of distorted, demented, ungodly people leading, trying to lead people spiritually. It cannot happen unless God, Jesus, leads away. There's no, there'll be no good outcome. Hallelujah, praise God. And these kind of arguments are the breeding ground for racist and prejudice men mentality and philosophies. And this is what this season is about. Jesus came to set the captives free. He gave to give sight to the blind. What blind? Not the physical blind, spiritual blind, that we see through the lens and through the spirit of God and see the, the, the bigger plan God has for the world and for all of us in, in our lives and through our lives, praise God. He says this, this is what Romans chapter 10 verse 12 says. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Hallelujah, praise God. We can make the difference. And ACC is making it. If you just look around you, every nationality in this community is represented here. Just take a look around you. Amen. Hallelujah. I refuse to be a prisoner. I refuse to be in the straitjacket of religious prejudice. And that attitude, welcome you, Eminence Archbishop Fringpong. Hallelujah. So our true colors shine through by how we speak, by how we think, and by how we behave. Our true colors come shining through. In fact, colors invoke emotion and speak uh, and speak and, and are associated with different emotions. For, I'll give you a few examples. The color red speaks of love, passion. Uh, excitement, energy. The color blue speaks of calmness, uh, serenity, trust, sadness, uh, stability. The color green speaks of nature, growth, renewal, harmony. So what are your colors? 
We must have a bit of green in us. We must have a bit of red in us. Multifaceted color is enriches us. God is diverse. He brings all these beautiful colors together, and he makes his message of love uh, that breaks every stronghold in the world. And the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sets the captives free. Oh. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's stop trying to make good God look like us. Let's start reflecting what God is in us into the world. Praise God. Now, Jesus identified with humanity as a whole because when the scripture begins and God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, he didn't just speak about people in Edmonton. So I would disappoint you. It wasn't just about people living a certain road. <laughs> let us make man in our image, meaning the whole of humanity. So we, within each one of you, each one of you, in spite of in each, God is reflected in the, God looks like each one of you. He made you in his image likeness. We may be marred, I may be marred, but I want him to tr restore me to how he intended me to be, not, not just reinforce the fallen condition, but bring me back where I should be. And the only way I can get back is to see the colors of Jesus. On the cross, he said, the color of Jesus forgive us. His Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That's the color, hallelujah, of Jesus. You want to see the color of Jesus? It's not a tangible color. He said to the woman, he said to the Samaritan woman, he says, God is spirit. Well, God, spirit is, is transparent. And the true worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth, praise God. Hallelujah. So it's about the relationship the Lord is looking. He says to the woman as well, he said, look, neither in this mountain or in Jerusalem. Hold a second. God, you cannot control God, captivate God in one geographical place. Uh, uh, this is your Christmas present. You see, Jesus, what the Jews wanted to do was put God in a box. And they carried him in the Ark of the Covenant around. Oh, yes, obviously, they was directing them where to go, but they kept him concealed behind the curtain in the Holy of Holies. No one could look on God. God was so distant from them. No one, had the, no one was worthy to come close to God, so they had him in a box behind the curtain, and they were having their party. They were living it up, like what we're doing in this Christmas Eve. But we've got God in a box, and God had enough of that box. So he rents the curtain from top to bottom and says, I'm stepping out of here. You've kept me here too long. You have put me in your straitjackets. You put me in your limitations too long. You priests should look like me, but you're making me look like you. And that's what I'm not about. Christmas is not about what we're seeing. He wants to step out of the boxes, of the wrappings, of, the, of, of all the costumes that you're seeing and say, and say, here I am. This is the true me. It's not about I'm controlling God, but he needs to lead me. God doesn't want to control me. He wants to lead me. He wants a relationship with me, praise God. He wants to be, us to remind ourselves, even though it's Christmas every day. And I said on Friday, a dog is not just for Christmas. And I said, if you're dyslexic like me, you're going to read it backwards. And if you read it backwards, what does dog spell backwards? What? God is not just for Christmas. So it's nice when you sit around your tables this afternoon or this evening, hold hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Because if it wasn't for him, this festival wouldn't take place. 
Thank you, Jesus, because the gifts I'm getting, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't get a gift. Say, thank you, Jesus. I'm reminded of what you have done and what you mean to the world. Because before you came, there was darkness, but now there is light. Before you came, there was conflict in me. I'm not, we cannot have peace around the world, but the peace begins with my heart, with myself, with my brother, with my neighbor. It begins with us, and it can become a ripple effect to bring peace around the world, praise God. I tirelessly work with the Palestinians and with the Jews. I tirelessly work with every nation to try and bring a bridge of peace, praise God. I have a friend, Tony Milch, I think you might know him, who was a professional boxer. He runs an organization in Israel called Gloves and Doves. And he brings Palestinian boys and girls and Palestinian and Jewish boys and girls. He's Jewish. And he brings peace to try to get them to work together and you to bring peace. That's the way we bring peace, through dialogue. Not by promoting uh, uh, in our images, people killing each other all the time. Let's be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. It's enough people just keep re regurgitating all the violence. There is good in the world. We need to highlight the good. And what is the good? ACC, you are the good that can make the difference in the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, let's be peacemakers. Let's let's bring love. Let's let's bring encouragement. Stop repeating the negativity, because you attract that what what you so you attract it. What is the power of the word? Let's try and change the narrative. Let's twenty twenty four be a change. It begins with us. And Jesus said, "Look, what nation did he identify with? What people? Even though it's born for the lineage of David, he came for the lineage of David." He had royal ancestry. He was divine and human. He was a prophet, king, and priest. It came from that line. But it came to a point. In John chapter 1, verse 11, says this. It says, he came to his own and his own, what? They didn't want to look like him. Because it meant change. There's a challenge there. But then he says in verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believed in him, who as many received him. There's no Jew, there's no Greek. We are children of, God, of Abraham and of God by faith, not by ancestral physical descendancy. We, if we believe today, if you've not received him, I'm calling you. I'm giving a, a call out. Receive him today and become a child, a son, a daughter of God. And when you are son of daughters again, you've got his, his spiritual blood flowing through your vein, your spiritual veins, and it changes you. And it begins with ourselves. Change begins with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he came to his own. They did not receive. And he concludes, comes to the point in John chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 49. He says this. When he responds to him about him having a, he was a Samaritan. He says this. I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Because they rejected him. But he didn't disassociate with anyone. He had always compassion. He had love. And he was always there to meet the needs, praise God. He changes everything. And he comes in John chapter 18, verse 36. He says this, when he's brought before the, uh, the, the, the court of Pilate. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then, 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 uh, then, would, many, uh, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is, but now is my kingdom not from hence. That's the old, sorry, the old King James. I'm trying to read it in the new King James style, but it doesn't matter. 
So we need to make that difference. It begins with us. Our true colours come shining through. I've asked, I've asked actually Dominic to just lift it. There's a song called True Colours. I just want, is Dominic here? Where is he? We just come to the front very quick. Just as we're going to close very shortly, we need to think about what is our colour? What is our true colours? We are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Sons and daughters through faith in Christ Jesus. If you just get your music ready, amen. I want you to think about what is this season for us all about? Hallelujah. Disqualify all the negativity and make it a new, a new season as you come into 2024, that you'll be a blessing. You reflect the true colors of Jesus, which is compassion, which is love, which is forgiveness, which is encouragement, which is peace, which they are joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, praise God. Hallelujah. So just sit in your seats for a moment. Just say a few verses of this, of this song and think about what are, what are our colors. Because not what we look outside is what's coming from inside that really reveals who and what we are. Praise God. Sad eyes don't be discouraged, though I realize it's hard to take courage in a world full of people. You can lose sight of it all, and the darkness inside you can make you feel so small. But I see your true colors shine. I see your true colors And that's why I love you So don't be afraid To let them show your true colors True colors are beautiful Like a rainbow smile there don't be unhappy can remember when I last saw you laughing if this world makes you crazy and you've taken all you can bear you just call me up because you know that I'll be there and I see your true colors shine True colors shine through. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. Praise God. Hallelujah.